We've got 10 keys to the Rams beating the Colts this Sunday. Matchups, storylines, injury updates, predictions, and more. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your one and two Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you have not yet, be sure to subscribe to Locked On Rams YouTube channel. We just passed 9,000 subscribers, thanks to you. So do us a favor, join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know what is your prediction for the Rams this weekend. Will they win? Will they lose? Drop those scores. My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. Sports Illustrated, Dodgers Nation, 24-7 sports. Now I'm covering the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering the team. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we got predictions, key matchups, storylines, injury updates, keys to victory. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, let's dive into this Rams Colts week four matchup because believe it or not, there's something else to talk about in the NFL other than Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Now, I know they'll eventually break up and it's going to lead to a multi-platinum album. It's probably going to be called something like Red Zone Regrets or Tight End of the Line, Helmets and Heartbreaks, something like that. But for now, let's talk some Rams Colts week four. And kind of the first thing I want to get into is this injury report real quick. Joe Nopum was a full participant in practice. Looks like he'll be good to go. Hopefully, Pukunaku is upgraded from limited to full, so he should be ready. The big questions are Alaric Jackson dealing with a hamstring injury, Ben Scrog with Achilles, Tyler Higby with Achilles, all non-participants. And I think that's the big key. If Alaric Jackson isn't able to go, it's going to have a big impact on this offensive line. Yeah, it is. I, I just want to go back to something you mentioned a second ago, DMAC, that the Sunday night game, if you have had your full dose of Taylor Swift, as I have, that might be one to skip because the Chiefs are going to win it by 900 points. So that means there's going to be even more Taylor Swift talk. So maybe that's one that uh, you spend a little time with friends and family on Sunday night and, and skip uh, Taylor Swift along the way. Yes, I agree with you. Alark Jackson is the question going into this game. I think the reason that the Rams lost on Monday night uh, were, were were many, but I think at the top of that list, number one with a bullet is uh, what happened at left tackle, that they were getting absolutely destroyed with uh, Zachary Thomas at that spot. Uh, they didn't give him any help, both literally and figuratively. Uh, he needs to be ready to go, and if he's not, you need to get somebody other than Thomas over there. And like you just mentioned, uh, Joe Nopum, a full participant, I think he's your next next best bet at left tackle. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little movement there. You see Nopum slide out left, and Tremaine Ankrum stay there in the uh, in the right tackle spot. 
Yeah, and I think that's going to be a really big decision as far as this team is. Where do they go with that offensive line? Because the yeah. offensive line, 37.8 pass blocking grade. That ranks 30th in the NFL. We saw Stafford get sacked six times. Yeah. He can't operate with a dysfunctional offensive line. One thing I want to see, Travis, I want to see him consider Kevin Dotson. I mean, Kevin Dotson is someone who really fits in with the what they're trying to do with the running game, more of a gap scheme running game. That's what they're trying to implement more of. And Nobu has a pass blocking grade of zero. His nine pressures allowed is tied for six most among guards. So we'll see if you can get an Allard Jackson to play. But if not, I do think I want to see some shakeup because it does feel like this offensive line, they've been okay for a couple of games. Havenstein's been a rock. Avila kind of had his worst game, even though he wasn't terrible. But still, that's the big key for this team. We know that at this point now. Another key, I think, Travis, is Matthew Stafford. And he's still been really good. He's still been really good. He hasn't lost his fastball. He can still fit the ball into tight windows. Still makes those nifty sidearm throws. But two interceptions last two games. And, yes, two of those picks have been deflections. You could argue that all four of them were not entirely his fault. But I think this team needs to lean on their superstar quarterback more than ever right now. And for them to get dubs with Cooper Cup out with this running game really not existent, he really needs to really, really be at his best. Yeah, look, I, I think they go together, right? We can talk about Matthew Stafford as much as we want, but if he doesn't have time to make decisions and time to throw the ball, then it's not going to matter, right? And so this all comes back to the O-line. And, you know, Joe Nopum needs to play left tackle if Alaric Jackson can't. They paid him to be their left tackle. They drafted him to be their left tackle. We've seen him play at a high level before in in Andrew Whitworth's uh, absence a couple of years, he's capable of doing it and he needs to find it because not only do the Rams need it right now, but his NFL career could, could hinge on whether or not he can step up when you need him. Because I think that the Rams are at that point, like you just mentioned, DMAC, that, dude, I, I either need you to be the player that we need you to be or I need to go find somebody else. I need to move on to whoever is coming next. This is the ultimate next man up league. Uh, league. So I think that, you know, what happens with those five guys up front, specifically what happens at left tackle and what happens at right guard are big deals. Matthew Stafford's fine. M- Matthew Stafford is is a really good player, like we saw in week one and, and, and for a good chunk of week two. Fact of the matter is, he's not the type of player that can do it without help. He's, he's just not. that He's not the guy that he was in Detroit where, you know, maybe a little bit more athletic, maybe a little bit more elusive and could maybe extend some plays along the way. He's in his mid-30s. He's taking a lot of hits. And quite frankly, they're lucky he's walking around right now. The way that he got hit in Cincinnati is unsustainable. You cannot do that again. And they've got to find a way to protect him. I don't know if you leave the back in to help protect. I don't know if you go to a two-tight end set. But the number one priority has to be to protect Matthew Stafford because he can't do it under duress, play after play after play. He can't do it, you know, 50 times a game. you got to give him some time because if he has time, he can do it. But he's not going to do it on his own. I, I agree with you. And I think that this game still is largely going to depend on how good they can be in the passing game. If they can yeah. give him time to throw, he's going to carve. You look at this Colts secondary, it is their weakness. They The offensive line hasn't been great, but if they can step up in this one, just play good, average to good, he's going to put up uh, yards. He's going to be able to carve that secondary. They rank 23rd in the NFL at 6.8 yards per pass attempt, and I think this offense is going to rely heavily on their passing game to generate offense, so look for them to be pass-happy once again. I will say, though, if there's one thing I want to see this weekend from Matthew Stafford improve, it's that efficiency, though. You've seen him miss some throws underneath. You've seen him miss on some of those throws to Kyron Williams. There was a 
play there in the second quarter towards the red zone where he's throwing it 10 feet over Kyron Williams. Had I don't know if he, threw, yeah. he thought he was throwing to George Mirasan or someone yes. like that or Borjan Bogdanovich, but he missed him pretty badly in that stretch. And also, you look at his completion percentage, 59.4%. That's his adjusted completion percentage, and that ranks 32 out of 33 quarterbacks. So just a little more efficiency. And, yeah, in his defense, rookies, young players. I think some of the routes by Tutu, if you kind of look at the film, could be a little better. Puka Nakua, yeah. they were more physical with him. So it's going to be better with Cooper Cup back in a more stable offensive line. And if no guys went down, I don't think we're having this conversation as much. But, yeah, I'm looking for Stafford to ball out against the Colts. He's really owned them throughout his career. Four games, a 102.6 pass rating, 10 TDs, three INTs over 1,200 yards passing. You think we're going to get a great performance by Stafford? I'm bummed out you didn't mention Sean Bradley or to make it a little more local, maybe a, a Keith Kloss situation. To Keith, kind of go back to- Sean Bradley went through my head with a Keith Kloss man. I mean, he's got a lot of freckles. <laughs> yeah, well, good. And never forget his shirtless fight in the middle of the street in Beverly Hills a few years ago. That uh, might have yeah. been the highlight of his Clipper career where that uh, was, was something else to see. Look, I agree with you. They got to throw the ball. I agree with you that Matthew Stafford needs to be better, but I, I don't want to lose track of the fact the way that they're going to be able to throw the ball more effectively is to run the ball more effectively. They cannot just go back to what they do where they try to run it two or three times and say, okay, that doesn't work, and we're going to have Matthew Stafford throw 80 pitches tonight. It, it, it won't work. You have to have a more balanced attack. You need to be ahead of the chains. How many times, DMAC, last, uh, last Monday night were we talking about where they were in second and 10 and third and eight in situations where now guys can pin their ears back and come for you uh, they have to be in some second and fives. You got to be in some third and twos and threes to give yourself to the option of doing whichever ones you want. We we saw third and longs, second and longs over and over and over again. They need to be in a good position relative to the chains. I think that sets up the passing game. I think it sets up the opportunity to take some shots down the field, maybe to get Van Jefferson down the field, maybe a little bit more than we've seen in the first three weeks. Uh, but it all starts with the I get it. Kyron Williams is not Barry Sanders. I understand. But you can still give him the ball a few times to set up better, better situations on second and third down. Yeah, and it takes discipline, right? And why else would you bring in a Mike LaFleur if you're not going to try to establish that run? Yeah. And look, the reality is they're just trying to play the defense. They're trying to play the matchups. And the Rams so far this season, they've had no carries with a stacked box, right? I mean, the only running back in the league that hasn't ran through a stacked box, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what they learn from that Bengals game because 10 rushes, that's not going to cut. You need nope. to commit to that run. You need to establish the run. Even if you're not getting the production, it's going to make life easier for Matthew Staff and also really in the red zone. I mean, if you're inside 10 yards and Kyron Williams is not getting those snaps, not getting those opportunities, I think it's going to really hurt this team. But we're going to talk more about the run game in the second segment because I think there is – some other players we might hope to see in this one. Some more keys to the game. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right, before we do that, DMAC, let's talk about DoorDash. And if you're anything like me, you know, you've had that, Mom, you don't want to get off the couch and you want to order some food and you get the right thing delivered and it's great. And you've used DoorDash, you know, maybe it's late at night and you're having a good time. But what about this? You know you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get grocery deliver that actually delivers as well. Thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and you'll boost your local economy in the process with each and every order. And best part, 
You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself with easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $25 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. That's a limited time offer. Terms do apply. That's 50% up. Uh, or 50% off, I should say, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. And, of course, after you're done eating, you're going to want to go to the game, right? Do you have your tickets yet? Don't sweat it. Even if you don't have your tickets, the Game Time app is where it's going to come in incredibly clutch, right? Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. We're talking concerts, playoff games here in LA, right around the corner, right? No matter what it is you want to do, they got you covered with the Game Time app, the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and more. This is how you do it. You go to the Game Time app, put it on your phone, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Let me tell you again, it's perfect. You don't have to sweat it. You'll get the tickets. They'll be great tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first order. That's Locked On NFL. L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off on that Game Time app. And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to continue to dive into this one. I want to kind of revisit that conversation about the running game because if you look at the season, 39 (laughs) carries on the season for Kyron Williams. He hasn't ripped off a run for more than nine yards. He's the only player in the NFL with at least 16 carries that have no runs of 10-plus yards. Just 10 carries in the last outing, 3.6 yards per carry. I think at some point, I want to see more Ronnie Rivers. I want to see some Zach Evans. You look at the interceptions for Stafford, a couple of those deflections. You saw the one in the 49ers game. You almost had one in the Bengals game. I think I want to mix it up at that position at some point. You know, sure. I, I mean, I, I'm okay with mixing it up at some point. I don't think it's the personnel. I think it's the decisions because you can go back to when they stopped using Todd Gurley and then it was CJ Anderson and there it was Daryl Henderson and then it was Kyron Williams and then it was Cam Akers and now we got Evans and you got you got Ronnie Rivers and you got you got to commit to doing it. Regardless of who it is, you got to commit to doing it, and they don't. They don't commit to running the ball until it's too late, or, or by the time that you know you fall behind by a touchdown or so. Now you got to pass the ball. Now you got to do it. The Rams at their best are when they have a balanced attack. The Rams are at their the best version of this offense that we've seen with Sean McVay is with Todd Gurley being an absolute monster in the backfield. Now I get it. There's not a Todd Gurley out there that's going to come in and save the day. But if you can get some JV version of a guy that can block a little bit, catch it out of the backfield, run it a little bit, then it opens up everything else. I don't know if it matters who much it is as much as it is that they just try to do it anyway. So whether it's Rivers, whether it's Williams, whether it's any of the guys, that maybe they make a trade for Jonathan Taylor. That popped back up again over the last couple of days. I don't think the who is as much as the decision to actually do it. 
Yeah, I think that if you look at this run game as a whole, I just think that, look, I mean, a 4-6-5-40 guy, you're not going to see that home run there with Kyron. Yep. He has been solid, but I'm just thinking, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see some different looks from some other guys if he continues to struggle from that sure. standpoint. But other other big matchup, though, I'm looking at is Puka Nakua. I mean, Puka Nakua versus Kenny Moore. We saw in the last game the Bengals more physical against him at the line of scrimmage. They prevented him from finding those soft spots in the zone. Wasn't getting open as much. Do you think there's any risk of him kind of little being a little burnt out early on, kind of hitting a little tiny rookie wall, or do you think he expects him to have a big game against his Colts team? I, I don't think it's so much a rookie wall as it is the NFL has really good coaches on every team. I Look, they, they, there's a little bit of film on Puka Nakua now, right? Nobody knew how the Rams were going to use him. Nobody knew the way that Sean McVay planned to kind of unleash him on the league. And now that they had two games going into the Cincinnati game, you saw it. They got up on him, very tight coverage. They were very physical. They put their hands on him. They rerouted him early in his routes, and he was still okay. It wasn't like he had a bad day, but he didn't have the day that he had in weeks one and two. This is like this is not you know you and me, Doug, are both baseball guys. It's that adjustment back to the adjustment, right? James Outman shows up. He's hitting a bunch of home runs. They realize he has trouble with velocity, and that's all you get until you start to hit it. That's what's going on, and he did, and he and he's come back around. He's an important part of what the Dodgers are doing. This is what the Rams are trying to do with Puka Nakua. They showed up. They used him in a way. They used him in space. He had some softer coverages, and the Rams took advantage of it. Now what do you do now that the coverages are tighter? Now what do you do that they're trying to reroute you at the line of scrimmage? Now what do you do that you know that Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby and some of these other guys really aren't a threat in the offense, that you're the only one? What's the adjustment to the adjustment? I think that's what's exciting about what's coming up with Nakua next. I agree with you. I think he's actually have a really big game. He had five yeah. catches for 72 yards on seven targets. That's still pretty decent for a sure rookie, right? You take that. If I told you that was Puka's third game, you'd be thrilled before Absolutely. this season. But we just have this new standard for him because he's second in the league with 30 catches. Still leads all rookies in receptions and receiving yards. But I like that match against Kenny Moore. He's gone off to a slow start. And this kind of shifting over to the defensive side. I think one of the biggest keys really is stopping the run because Zach Moss, Travis has not done Jonathan Taylor any favors as far as proving that the running back position deserves to get the bag because he's averaging almost 105 yards a game, 4.4 yards per carry with the touchdowns, a team high 14 first downs this season. You're going to look for this team to pound the rock. Even if Richardson does play, there's going to be an emphasis on the run, and that's going to be one of the big keys to stopping Zach Moss. I think that through the first three weeks of the season, the Rams' defense has been okay, right? And, and, and I think that's probably the best that you're going to be able to hope for, at least through the maybe the first half of the season. By the time you get to the second half of the season, you'd like to see some more significant improvement, but they have not been getting gashed. They have not been giving up a ton of points. Now, Maybe you could argue Geno Smith ain't that guy. Maybe you could argue that the 49ers did put 30 on him. Maybe you could say that Joe Burrow was playing on one leg. These are all, but fact of the matter is they're not giving up 35 points a game. They're not giving up a ton of big plays. They are vulnerable to the run game, like you mentioned. I think that that's something that I'd like to see a, a, a little bit different. Uh, they still got to find a way to get pressure. I think that's incredibly important as well. But overall, through the first three weeks of the season, I think you've gotten about a a C-level performance from this defense, and and that's going to be what you get. I mean, you have new guys and Aaron Donald, and to expect much more than that I think is uh, probably unrealistic.
Yeah, it almost makes you wonder. You bring up Richardson because Richardson, of course, was knocked out of Indy's opener. Then he suffered the concussion against the Texans in week two. He's had his flashes. The potential is clearly there. I think there's a chance he ends up being the best quarterback along with C.J. Stroud in this draft. But he hasn't been great. I mean, 270 yards, one touchdown, one interception. On the flip side, Gardner Minshew, he's the veteran, right? He's played well in his spot. 398 yards, two TDs, no picks filling in for Richardson. So it'll be interested to see how the Rams handle that because that's really been the storyline for the last two weeks. Will the opposing team starting quarterback play and how close to 100% will they be? We saw Burrow, like you said, he was hobbled, but they still got the job done. Richardson, still green, still raw, and it'll be interesting how they match up with him. One key match I'm really excited to see, though, Travis, Akello Witherspoon versus Michael yeah. Pittman Jr. I want to give this Rams front office, this organization credit, less seen in company. This is a feather in their cap, a great signing of Akello Witherspoon. I was excited when we signed him in the summertime. Some people were saying he was washed. I was saying, look, he dealt with a hamstring injury last year with Pittsburgh, but he has looked really good. He's third in the NFL in targeted pass rate with 22. Receivers are, when he covers them, are catching pass at a 38.5% rate, which is good for second in the NFL. They had got a steal on the free agent market in Akella Witherspoon. I think he locks up Michael Pittman Jr., but if he's able to do that, it's going to go a long way in determining if they can stop this Colts passing game. You know, you mentioned Witherspoon, too. He's the only guy on the team with a takeaway. He's, yeah. he's the only guy on the team that's been able to turn the other offense over and look, it, it's it's hard to win in this league if you don't take the ball away. It's hard to win in this league if you give the ball away. And through the last two weeks, they've given it away at, at a rate that's much higher than their takeaway. Witherspoon's the one guy. I mean, just a beautiful interception that he had against the Bengals uh, last week. But yeah, he, he's been an, a nice find. But like like we well know, DMac, that it takes more than a guy or two, or maybe even a, a three or four or five. You got to have eleven guys out there that fit together pretty well. And again, I think it's been okay. I'm not super down on it, but I just think that the Rams are going to have to win games with their offense. The defense is keeping them in it. The defense is making guys play in the, the teens and the 20s, and that's good enough for the most part. They got to find a way to get some points on the board because they're not going to win games 13 to 10. They're going to have to win games 21 to 17. Yeah, 100%. If I told you they hold the Bengals to under 20 points, you'd probably feel sure. pretty good about their chances. And Absolutely. I think this defense as a whole under Raheem Morris has exceeded expectations. There's no doubt about that. You're seeing different looks. I mean, eight different formations in the last game. The scheme has definitely been more versatile, tighter coverage in certain spots. I think the tackling could improve. I think the defensive line with Kobe Turner and Aaron Donald, they look like they're forming a dynamic duo. And I think that's going to be another matchup I'm looking at is Aaron Aaron Donald versus Quentin Nelson. I think you're going to see them move Donald up to up and down that line to find the weak spot, right? And I think he's someone who's really beasting. I think last game for me, Aaron Donald, there was chatter out there. Has Aaron Donald started to fall off? No, he's still elite. He still has a lot left in the tank. And I think last time you mentioned against the Colts, he was dominant. Eight pressures, three hits on the quarterback. So I think it's going to be disruptive, but that'll be a really interesting matchup to watch Donald versus Quentin Nelson. Yeah, look, go back to week one when uh, Geno Smith had his Jim Ross, oh, my God, moment yeah. when, when uh, here comes Aaron Donald at him, and he was terrified, as he should be, because that's the normal human reaction when Aaron Donald is running. Geno Smith's been in the NFL a long time. Geno Smith is not not a guy that, that has not seen things. Anthony Richard 
is. He Richardson is. He's brand new. He has not played a lot of football. And seeing number 99 come at you with, with the fury that he brings to an NFL game, with the creativity he can bring to an NFL game, and trying to figure out where number 99 is every time is not something that I would wish on many rookie quarterbacks. So he's going to have his hands full. If Aaron Donald is good, and, and never mind if he's great. If he's great, they win this game. But if he's good, I think the Rams have a really good chance to win this game. I do too. I, I think that Aaron Donald is out to just continue to dominate. I think you're going to see Kobe Turner continue to emerge. And Byron Young, he's been fantastic. He's right up there with Aaron Donald as far as pressures. The two lead the team. Michael Hoyt is somebody I talked about it on yesterday's show that I definitely want to see them explore a trade for a veteran edge rusher. I think that is what this defense is lacking. Michael Hoyt, love the guy. I think he's freakishly athletic for his size. At the end of the day, you've got a interior lineman out in coverage. Yes. I don't care what 40 time he's running, right? It just yes. doesn't make sense in space. You're not going to win an F1 race with an 18-wheeler Mack truck. <laughs> I saw that in week one. I, you and I were texting. I'm like, what What are we doing? Like, what, why, why is he out there? And I, I get that there's some ways you can try to stress the defense and find matchups if you're an offensive innovating coach, but Michael Hoyt in coverage is a losing proposition. It just, it just doesn't work. And he's not getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback. I think that is something that uh, the Rams probably have their eyes on. Yeah. And honestly, as good as the Rams defense has been their 40 and a half tackling grade is 29th in the NFL. They missed 34 tackles collectively. So when you see Michael Hoyt in space, that's when he struggles, but yep. coming up, we've got predictions, more keys to the game. Will the Rams beat the Colts? How can they beat the Colts? That's coming up next on locked on Rams. All right, DMAC, our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host, Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for your daily draft or scouting the waiver wire for more players every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Let's start with Brock Purdy. Second year quarterback for the 49ers has picked up where he left off as a star rookie passer down the stretch last season, a sharp play in Canada and Kyle Shanahan's diverse loaded passing game this season as well. Purdy is playing off Christian McCaffrey's running ability and delivering nicely through the red zone with his arm and his legs. Week four, Purdy gets a favorable matchup at home against Arizona's defense, so Purdy should manage multiple scores with 250-plus passing yards as San Francisco builds an early big lead in another blowout. Vinny Eiler from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're going to be burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our every listeners. We appreciate you. Get us to 9,000 subscribers over on YouTube, listening on the pod. We appreciate you guys. You can join that every listeners club too. Membership is 100% free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, I think 
For me, the big question is, is this a must-win game? And I think that there's no doubt about it that it is because if you lose this game, you fall to one and three with a big physical Philadelphia Eagles team coming to town, and you've got the Arizona Cardinals, which is a very winnable game. you got the Steelers at home, and you got the road trip to Green Bay and Dallas. I think you need to find a way to get back in the win calm to really salvage this two-game road trip. So we've talked about kind of the schedule through the early part about being able to put some money in the bank, right? That you needed to win that game in Seattle because you knew the San Francisco was coming. That green, or I should say Cincinnati felt like an opportunity because of a limited Joe Burrow and how well the Rams had played uh, in, in their first two weeks. Well, they did. They, they spent money in Cincinnati that they didn't have. They're in the hole a little bit, right? Your credit card bill, you, you, you only paid the interest last week. You still have some debt that you need to cover you have to win this because Philly, like you mentioned, DMAC, is waiting for you. Arizona's a lot better than I think anybody thought that they were, right? I know they're one and two, but they did beat the Dallas Cowboys and the first two games against Washington and New York, they were in those games. They could easily be three and oh. They're waiting for you after that. Green Bay, who knows? Pittsburgh, who knows? But you got Dallas, you got Cleveland. You got a lot of stuff coming up after that that's going to be incredibly challenging. This is one. One of the few games that you look and say, yeah, you know what? Just straight up on paper, the Rams might have a better team than Indianapolis. It, it, it's week four, so it's hard to say that it's a must win. But seeing what's waiting for them afterwards, I think it's a can't lose. I think you need to win this game. You need to be six and six through Arizona. You need to be four and five or five and four going into your bye week. And I don't think you can get to either of those places if you lose on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I think must win is definitely an overblown phrase. I would say it's more like they need to win, right? They right. really, a must win, I think, tells me that it's something where, okay, they're facing elimination or they won't make the playoffs, right. that sort of thing. But I think as far as this team goes, yes, the back half of the schedule lightens up. But I think as far as the direction of this team, front-loading as many wins before that trade deadline is going to go a long way to really determine what they do with this group and how yeah. they are the direction moving forward. But I will say, I do think the Rams are going to win this game. I think they're going to fix the problems in the red zone where they were 1-4 in four in their last game. You saw the dreaded three passes there on the three-yard line. I don't think that's going to be the case again because heading into that game, they're the second-best red zone team in the league. Next week, Cooper Cub comes back. That's going to help that problem in the red zone. And also, too, defensively, I think they're going to do a really nice job against this Colts team. I think third down is going to be the big down to look at. Rams, they were one for 11 on third down conversions. The Colts, they're 23rd in the NFL on third down conversions. The Rams defense has allowed the opposition to convert on 25.7% of third downs. That's second best. So third down's the key down. Give Matthew Stafford time protect him, establish more of a running game. But this Rams team can absolutely go into Indy and get a win. I got the winning 26 to 20 in Indy. Give me that dub. I'll take that because I think one way or the other, this weekend is going to be clarifying, right? That if you win the game, let's go. Let's see what's coming up next. And you keep playing, you keep firing all your shots. You keep your guys, you see what you can do. You hope to get to that nine or 10 win mark and slide into the playoffs. And then anything can happen, right? The other thing is true too. If this goes the other way, I think you all have a pretty good idea of what you are, that maybe week one was the weird one, not the next three. That maybe what it looked like you know, in Seattle is the one. Look, every team has a week where they look really good. Maybe the Rams just hit theirs right out of the gate, and that team that we thought, or at least I thought they might have, might actually be the team. Win? We're, on, we're, we're still right in it, right? Lose this game. And again, it's only week four, but you're one and three. You're looking one and four in the face. And now you got a really uphill climb from there. 
And I think those conversations we were having in the offseason become a little louder in the regular season. Just go win the game, beat the Colts, feel good about it, get ready for Philly, maybe shock the world, maybe go in and four and two. But this one this weekend in, in Indianapolis is huge. I think it's close. I think the Rams maybe kick a field goal late to win this game. But uh, I, I don't think the Rams are, are, are going to blow anybody out all season long. So they're going to have to make sure that they score points when they get in that red zone. 100%. Definitely, I don't see a blowout or anything like that. I don't anticipate anything like that. But if you win this game, you won two road games. You're sitting at <laughs> two and two. Just the morale is so much different if you're able to win this game. You really flush that Bengals loss. And if they lose this game, then you're really starting to worry, okay, what kind of season do we have in front of us here? But it's going to be big. And yeah, there definitely is something else to talk about in the NFL other than Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. How about her dropping a, a hard LFG right next to his mom like that, man? Was that, I mean, that's a hard LFG. By the way, it was. Yeah, that was a hard LFG. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was, yeah, I put it to you this way, DMAC. I went, all right. Like, I mean, that was, it's a choice for sure, right? That's not like if I, first time I met my mother-in-law, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that. I mean, that that's just the way that, that it goes. But uh, what, what do you think? It's like week two of next season where she has a song called like fourth and fourth and long about how her heart's broken and she was done wrong and all of the Taylor Swift stuff that she does. I, I think that we could probably take that to the bank. Oh, absolutely. Something about the red zone, something about bad blood. It's going to be either the best album or the worst album. Definitely, she's going to find a way to work this. There was definitely more highlights of her during that game than the Bears had on the field. And how, shout out to shout out to Patrick Mahomes for being the best wingman there is. Right? <laughs> no doubt. I mean, come on, man. You got to give him some respect for that. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the People's Champ, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is locked on Rams house.